It's time for the Crunch Time Plays Podcast, where we talk all things sports from the collegiate level all the way up to the pros. And now, here's your host, Bennett Ganey. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Crunch Time Plays. Whether you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, or, or watching this podcast on YouTube, just thanks so much for joining us today. And, and we're NFL Mock Draft Edition today. First ever a time on the program, and we're going to just do a, a mock draft with Corey Seeley from Coast to Coast Scouting, and, and we're just going to go. Corey's got the even picks, or excuse me, I've got the even picks, and Corey's got the odd picks, and we're just going to take it through the entire first round. And one thing to note that that we don't know who each other's going to pick, so it may take us you know, a couple seconds to kind of figure out who's taking who after we get, you know, the first 10, 12 picks down. But but we'll start it off, and uh, Corey, bring you in, and hope you're doing well today, man. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Oh, uh, you're welcome. And we'll go ahead and get this thing started. And and the Jacksonville Jaguars, new coach of, uh, with Urban Meyer there down in Jacksonville. And, and Jacksonville's on the clock, and, and you got the first pick, so who are you taking? Yeah, I think this is probably the easiest pick for me um, in this you know first round here, and I think it's going to be um, Trevor Lawrence, quarterback out of Clemson. I think Urban Meyer didn't come out of retirement uh, for anything else other than to coach Lawrence. So number one, Lawrence is the pick. All right, first number one pick is is Trevor Lawrence. He's the presumptive number one pick, and and I've got number two, which is the New York Jets, and and I just think Zach Wilson's the pick here. I don't think as much as much as I personally would like to see them uh, hang on to Sam Darnold and, and kind of move in the direction where they draft some, some weapons for him. I just think Zach Wilson's probably the pick here and he's, he's got a, you know, a lot of upside and, and Robert Sala, the new head coach for the Jets, he's, he's looking to make an impact here early. So I think Zach Wilson's the pick there and, and trade just over the weekend, the 49ers now have the third pick. So Corey's got that. Yeah. I mean, I'm one of the people that believes that the 49ers did not trade three first round picks uh, to draft a quarterback that resembles Matt Ryan or Kirk Cousins and Mac Jones. Um, So I have them taking uh, Trey Lance, a quarterback out of North Dakota State. I think the ceiling for Lance is as high as any quarterback in this draft. And I think he's the pick here for the 49ers at number three. Awesome stuff. And and, you know, people say or heard John Lynch say it yesterday that we traded up to to get a quarterback and and right here we've got uh, Trey Lance as the quarterback of the future for the San Francisco 49ers. I do want to ask you before we move on to the Falcons pick there at four, what do you think they do with Jimmy G? Is he, is he a tradable asset or is he a guy that Trey Lance can sit under for a year? I I mean, I think the salary cap implications of having Jimmy G there for a year uh, would be tough. They can do it. Um, I, I'm, I live in new England. I've heard that the Patriots have offered, you know, picks for, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo to return. Um, and I think the 49ers is kind of a smoke and mirror situation right now. I think they want a first, I think they take number 15 overall, and I don't think new England wants to give that up. So I think they're willing to play hardball and wait till draft day. And when they draft Trey Lance, they'll, they'll figure it out from there would, would be my guess. All right. So I got the fourth pick, which is belongs to the Atlanta Falcons and, and a lot of people have thought them to go the quarterback route to take um, the air to Matt Ryan, but I'm actually going to go in a different direction. I like uh, Panay Sewell, the offensive lineman out of Oregon there at the number four pick. You know, Matt Ryan's 
getting a little bit up there in age. And, and if you're going to stick with him as, as your quarterback for the next few years, you need to have a, a nice left tackle there to, to keep him upright. So I like Penae Sewell there at number four. That, that surprised me. I won't lie, Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So the Cincinnati Bengals at number five, um, you know, there's been a lot of talk that Penae Sewell for the last several months has been slated to go to the Bengals. They need to protect their franchise quarterback and Joe Burrow. Um, I actually have them going wide receiver here with Burrow's former teammate, Jamar Chase, um, wide receiver at LSU. Um, I think that if Burrow wants him, you're going to give your franchise quarterback what they want, what he wants. And I think if he trusts his young offensive line, you know, he wouldn't be pitching, you know, the team to draft a wide receiver here. So I, I got Jamar Chase for the Bengals in number five. Good pick. And uh, so I got the next one, the Miami Dolphins have it now. The Eagles had it, but the Dolphins traded back up over the weekend on that other trade. And and I think they're going to go wide receiver here and get some some help for a weapon for Tua Tagovailoa. And I think it's either going to be one of the one of his two former wide receivers there from Alabama, either Jalen Waddle or Devontae Smith. But I think I'm going to go with, with Jalen Waddle here at number six. Yeah, could could be the next Tyree Kill. So that's, that's a great pick. Excellent. So number seven, this is where things get interesting. You know, for the Lions at number seven here, um, they traded away Stafford. They have Jared Goff. I don't think they're going to go quarterback here, even though Fields is on the board, which might shock some people. Um, I think they're probably going to go wide receiver or tight end. Um, and I actually have them going wide receiver. Devontae Smith out of Alabama with number seven. I think he's elusive. Um, I know there's concerns about his size, um, but I think that he's just such a smooth route runner that it's going to, you know, Marvin Harrison is what I see when I watch his film. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a great pick. And and I got number eight, which is the, the Carolina Panthers, my local team here in South Carolina, just up the road in Charlotte. And, and I like, I know we were talking in the pre-show about a couple of options here. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, I, I said that, that I had, Kyle Pitts, you know, at this spot, and and I think I'm going to stick with him. I just think ultimately they may Scott Fitter and Matt Rule. They I think they might, you know, stick with Teddy Bridgewater for this year and, and draft Kyle Pitts, which would be a serviceable weapon for him. And he had a great career at Florida, so I I, I have to go ahead and take Kyle Pitts there, at number eight for the Panthers. Another, <clears throat> excuse me, another shocker, Bennett. Geez, um, really putting me on the spot here. Number nine, the Broncos. Um, I originally had them pegged to go defensive player, whether it was Micah Parsons or a cornerback here. Um, but I can't, you know, Justin Fields sitting here on the board at number nine for the Broncos. I know they like Drew Locke. I think they wanted to give him one more year. You know, similar to the Eagles want to give Jalen Hurts one more year. But uh, if I'm the Broncos management and the coaching staff, I'm not passing up on Justin Fields here. Um, so Justin Fields, quarterback at Ohio State is the pick. Awesome stuff. and. And I've got number 10, which is the loss to the Dallas Cowboys. And I think they're going to go defensive back here. You know, I've kind of gone back and forth between Patrick Sertain and J.C. Horn. It's, it's kind of a a deal to see who's going to be that number one corner uh, mm-hmm. taken. And Caleb Farley's on that list as well. But I actually like J.C. Horn here. I think the, the numbers that he put up at the pro day, mm-hmm. I think it carries the day with him and and the Cow- Cowboys have that kind of defense to where they need a, a nice physical corner in J.C. Horn. So I'm going to go with J.C. Horn here at number 10. 
Excellent. Good pick. I mean, he's, it, it's a close race, the top three corners. Um, I had Caleb Farley number one before the injury concerns. That's obviously going to move him back down, you know, down the board. Uh, but Horn's a, you know, ridiculously athletic prospect. So good pick. Uh, New York Giants at number 11. Again, um, a tough, you know, tough, tough spot to be in for them with the, you know, three top wide receivers. I know they had a good, good ad in free agency via Kenny Galladay, but here I have them taking linebacker Micah Parsons out of Penn State. Um, I think he fits the mold of what they're looking for. It's not as crucial of a team need as you know maybe some others, but I think they filled a lot of holes in free agency. And I think this you know this player with this general manager and David Gettleman, I don't think he's going to pass up on Parsons here. So Parsons is a pick for the Giants at eleven. That's a great, that's a good pick. And and who who would you say will be the the other few options there for the Giants? I know they've got a. I know you you just picked Michael Parsons, but what are some of the other team needs that they have that could possibly be addressed here? I think it really depends. I mean, they're in a unique situation because they, you know, they're believing in Daniel Jones. They added a wide receiver in free agency. I think they could go linebacker here with Parsons. If he's, if he's available, I think they could go cornerback. Um, you know, I think they could go tight end if Pitts for some reason, if, you know, if, if the top eight picks in this draft go five quarterbacks, if Mac Jones is off the board right here, and Pitts some for some reason slides. I think they could go Kyle Pitts. Um, so they have options. I think that you know the New York Giants at eleven could really go best player available. You know, given some of the ads and free agency. Awesome. And I've got the the Eagles here at number twelve. They've traded back with number six for the Dolphins. Traded up to number six here, and and just looking at it, I think I'm I like. You know, the idea of Jalen Hurts being the quarterback in Philadelphia there, and and I think that they're going to take a guy like, let's see, you know, just looking at the offensive line, I'm looking at Rashawn Slater from Northwestern. Mm -hmm. He's a a very good – he'll be a very good tackle to – if they do decide to go the, the Jalen Hurts route, I, I want to, you know, I'm, I have a feeling that they will at this point. And so I think I'll take Rashawn Slater there at number 12 for the Eagles. Yeah. I mean, Rashawn Slater is a great prospect. Um, there's a lot of people, I think Daniel Jeremiah has him re- re- ranked ahead of Penny Sewell. So um, he's, it's, it's one, a, you know, one, a one B in terms of the, you know, top two tackles in this draft. So good pick. Let's see. Um, the Los Angeles Chargers at number 13. Um, another interesting spot to be in. Um, I think they're going to go corner here, and I think it's going to be Patrick Sertain um, out of Alabama. I can't believe he's available at number 13, but with you taking Horn and the Dallas Cowboys had Horn ranked ahead, I'll take Sertain. I think he's the cleanest cornerback prospect and probably the safest cornerback prospect in this draft. Um, you see a lot of Stefan Gilmore in him where he might not you know, have a crazy amount of stats but i also think that on tape you look at and a lot of teams weren't necessarily throwing to him um that often and i think you're going to see that in the nfl as well i like that and and i've got the vikings here at 14 and i like them for the defensive line i think i like quitty Payne here out of michigan he's going to be a, a popular pairing uh there with some of the guys in in minnesota now and i just think he's a he also had a strong pro day performance as well there at Michigan. So I like Quiddy Payne here, uh, defensive lineman out of Michigan for the Vikings. Good pick. Good pick. Uh, so the Patriots, 
Uh, my New England Patriots here at, at number 15. Um, you know, I don't think that they expected Mac Jones to be available here. Um, I think that, you know, just from reading reports, they are high on Justin Fields. They're high on Trey Lance. Um, the Patriots are not one to trade up. Um, so I think they're going to sit here and just take a best player available and see how the board falls. And, you know, today in our mock, Mac Jones is available. So I think he's going to be the pick here for the New England Patriots. Um, even though he's my QB five, I think he fits what the Patriots want to do in terms of a pocket quarterback that can make quick throws. Um, so he's the pick, Mac Jones, Alabama. Awesome. And, you know, a lot of a lot of people have speculated that that the 49ers have traded up to number three to to take Mac Jones. I know we you took Trey Lance here in, in our mock, but Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch did go to Alabama today as we're recording this on a Tuesday that mm-hmm. um went to the Alabama Pro Day today and and it would certainly support a lot of those uh theories that a lot of people have out there that they traded up for Mac Jones but but I'm like you I think it'll ultimately mm-hmm. be Trey Lance and then I like you know I'm I'm like you I like Mac Jones to fall to the Patriots there yeah I mean Bennett I just don't think they needed to trade up to 3 you know, to take Mac Jones. And I, we said this kind of in the pre-show too, that, you know, you don't give up three first round picks for a quarterback that, you know, strongly resembles a Kirk Cousins or a, you know, Matt Ryan. Um, and I think that is, those are the ceilings for Mac Jones, where a Trey Lance, a Justin Fields, the ceilings could be a Lamar Jackson, a Patrick Mahomes. You could be looking at a ceiling of a top five quarterback in this league. And even though Matt Ryan took the Falcons to a Super Bowl, I don't think he's ever, you know, he's won MVP, I don't think he's really ever been viewed as one of the greater or best quarterbacks, you know, in the NFL in any of his years. Um, so I, I think that the Matt, I think the Mac Jones to San Francisco 49ers is just a little bit of, a little bit of smoke and a little bit of media. Yeah, I think so too. And, and I've got a number 16 here with the Arizona Cardinals and I think they need a, a guy on the back end as well. So I think I'll take, um, I know Caleb Farley's got he's got some injury questions and and I know you had him as as number one on your board there for the corners so I, and I, he you know may slip a little bit so I think I'll take Caleb Farley here at number sixteen for the Cardinals. Yeah, I mean he's you know he was my cornerback one before you know the injury stuff and obviously any type of back injury is pretty concerning. If the medical is clear though, whoever gets him outside the top ten is getting a steal, um, and I think he said that in an interview recently. You know, whoever's whoever drafts me is drafting the best cornerback in this class. And it's tough to, you know, when you watch this tape, it's tough to disagree with them. So I like the pick. Uh, the Raiders here at 17, the Las Vegas Raiders, um, you know, they could go a couple of different directions here. You know, they could go safety. They could go linebacker, uh, wide receiver, which they just drafted Henry Ruggs last year. So that's probably unlikely. I have them taking safety Trevon Morig out of TCU. Um, I think he's the top safety and probably the only safety that will be drafted in the first round. Um, and I just think he's a clean prospect. He's safe. I think he's very athletic. Um, and I, that, that's the pick for the Raiders. All right. That's awesome pick. And I've got the dolphins here again at uh, number 18 I've just had them before at number six and had them taking Jalen Waddle there. And, you know, as another, another effort to, to give to us some, some weapons here, this will be a little bit more of the protection variety on the offensive line. A lot of people have talked about Christian Darisaw there from Virginia Tech. And so I think I'll take him uh, with this next pick for the Dolphins. Yeah. I mean, Darisaw is very athletic, has great size. 
Um, and he's still very young. So that's a, that's a good, that's another, I mean, this is a strong offensive tackle class. Um, so you, you could see five going in the first round easily. So good pick. Uh, so 19 Washington football team. Um, you know, you'd love to see a quarterback here fall. I don't think it's going to happen. It didn't happen in this mock. I certainly don't think it's going to happen in the real draft. So they definitely have to trade up if they wanted their guy. I think they're going to go out of Florida wide receiver Kadarius Tony here. Um, even though they, you know, brought in Curtis Samuel, uh, they have a good receiving core. Now I think that this type of talent is just, you know, too good to pass up on. I think he's a top 20 receiver in this class. Um, and so I think they're going to go Kadarius Tony out of Florida. That's a good pick. And, and a lot of people have, have kind of slated him as a, as a possible, have him maybe fallen the, somewhere in the second round, but you know, I, I like Kadarius Tony. He was outstanding at Florida and it was a, you know, just an amazing core receivers mm-hmm. that Kyle Trask had to throw to. I mean, just like Mac Jones at Alabama, mm-hmm. when you talk about Kyle Pitts and Tony and Grimes and those guys out there. Mm-hmm. So that's a really great pick. And I've got number 20 belongs to the Chicago bears and, and they need a, they need some help on the defensive back in the defensive backfield as well. So I think I'll take another guy out of Northwestern. That'll be Greg Newsome. Um, you know, I just think he's a he's going to be a great pick for them and and provide some much needed help on the back end there in Chicago. Yeah, I mean Newsom again, another player that's young, raw. Um, you know, reports out of Northwestern is that his teammates love him. He's a great leader, um, so he could be a potential team captain at the cornerback position um, for whoever drafts him. So I'm I'm high on him as well. Um, he's my cornerback four in this class, um, and I, I I love the I love the idea that fit there. Excellent. So I got the Indianapolis Colts at number 21 here. And this is where the draft board really starts to get interesting because there's a couple of players that you can kind of pin. I mean, they can go edge here. Um, and I think they will. I think they're going to go Jalen Phillips out of Miami. Um, I think he's an absolute monster at the edge position. Um, he's got speed. He's got power. Um, on tape, he's beaten top tier tackles in college. Um, you know, a little bit of injury questions with Jalen Phillips, but I think the talent you just you can't pass up on. No, no doubt about that, and you know, cert- certainly a great pick there for Indianapolis, and and I've got the their division rival, the the Tennessee Titans, and and you know they they could go a lot of different directions here, and you know, I was thinking about you know some just uh, some of the directions that they could go, and and I was looking at the the offensive line here, and I'm, I think I'm going to go with. Uh, Samuel Cosme out of Texas to uh, kind of mount that offensive line there for the Titans. Good pick. A lot of, I tell you, a lot of tackles going. Um, I think that's the way the draft is going to fall. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, between picks 22 and 26, if you see two, three tackles get drafted in a row. Um, I think that, you know, you look at last year, some of the tackles and impacts that, um, you know, teams had by drafting tackles in the first round last year. I think you're going to see a similar trend this year. Uh, because it's another strong class. Excellent. Um, so number 23 here, the New York Jets. Um, you know, they got Zach Wilson at number two. That was your pick. Um, oh, man, this is another tough. I think they're going to surprise a couple of people here, and I think they're going to go running back. Um, and I think they're going to draft Najee Harris out of Alabama. I think he's easily the top back um, in this draft class. Um, and I think a lot of people don't have him pegged to go to the Jets, but I think that they want to help their young quarterback with another young running back. And I think it'll be Harris out of Alabama. 
Yeah, that's a great pick. And and talk about the dip. What are some of the differences uh, that teams are looking at between Najee Harris and, and Travis Etienne out of Clemson? Those have been kind of the guys that you know have gone one and two there in the running back class. What do you, what do you what kind of separates uh, Najee Harris from Travis Etienne to you? I think that the power is a big one, and I also think that uh, Travis Etienne on film has a lot of issues with routes and drops. Um, even though he might be a more of elusive back, you know, a lot of people compare him to a guy like Alvin Kamara. I think that the the way teams are going right now in the NFL is that Harris is the cleaner, better running back in terms of through the middle, and I think that's what teams want right now. I think that they they think they can find a pass catching dual threat type running back in the later rounds. But if they're going to draft a first round running back, they want it to be a guy that can, you know, carry the ball 20 times a game, maybe catch it two or three times a game and be that kind of complete prospect. Awesome. And I've got the, the Steelers here at number 24 and, and just kind of looking at, just kind of looking around. And I've, I don't know if this will surprise anybody or not, but I don't, I like, them to get, um, you know, another weapon for, for Big Ben and, you know, what could be his final year uh, in mm-hmm. Pitt, in Pittsburgh. And and I kind of went back and forth between Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota and Elijah Moore from Ole Miss out, mm-hmm. of, that, out of that wide receiver class. And I think I've ultimately settled on Rashad Bateman. So give me Rashad Bateman to the Steelers. Excellent. Yeah, I mean, Bennett, you'd be surprised to know that Diami Brown – out of UNC is actually my fifth ranked wide receiver in this draft. Um, you know, so that fifth, six wide receiver spot in this class, there's so many mixed reports. Like you said, you know, you just selected Bateman. I've heard Bateman. I've heard Elijah Moore, um, you know, th- th- you know, Terrace Marshall out of LSU, Deami Brown, um, Amon Ross St. Brown at a USC is another guy I really like. Um, so that fifth, sixth receiver slot in the first round, second beginning of second round, is going to be interesting because I think teams are going to have, you know, different rankings and different big boards, you know, depending on what type of receiver they like. Um, but I, I don't, I don't disagree with the pick for Pittsburgh. I think they have other needs, uh, but I think if they're going to maximize Ben Roethlisberger's potentially last year, I think it can't hurt to add him another receiver. Um, so number 25, Jacksonville. Um, this is another pretty easy pick for me. Um, I can't believe this is one of my favorite prospects in this entire draft and he's still available. Uh, very versatile. Uh, Jeremiah Owusu uh, Kuromoa. Uh, linebacker kind of dual safety out of Notre Dame. Uh, you watch his, his tape and his film, Bennett, I and mean, he reminds me a lot of Jamal Adams. And I know Jamal Adams is a safety, um, but I mean, this guy can just do so much. He's so versatile. He can line up anywhere on the field, strong safety. He can, he can line up at, at a stack linebacker. Um, and he's got power, speed, and instincts, in, instincts. And I think that his football IQ is something that his teammates have raved about as well. Um, so Jeremiah Owusu, Kuromoa, at 25 to the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's a good pick. And then I've got uh, number 26 here for the Cleveland Browns. And I kind of went back and forth on this a little bit between a couple of Miami players on the, on the defensive line and, and Jalen Phillips and, and Gregory Rousseau and a Rousseau, neither of the, one of those two guys had a, had a really great uh, pro day yesterday. And, uh, you know, I kind of, I like either of those guys, but, uh, you know, I, I think, Ultimately, being able to to rush the quarterback kind of wins the day for me. So I think I'll take Gregory Rousseau from Miami for the Cleveland Browns. Okay, okay. So the Cleveland Browns are going to add another pass rusher. Interesting. <laughs> uh, so the Baltimore Ravens at 20, 27. Um, 
And again, I mean, I think that Rashad Bateman, who you selected earlier, a lot of people have going to the Ravens. I think that they, you know, they need a big bodied receiver. Um, they need a receiver that can, you know, get open since Lamar Jackson has questions about his accuracy. Um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to take a receiver here. I'm actually going to go with linebacker Zavin Collins at a, to, Toulouse. Um, I think that it's going to be a surprising pick, but I think he fits what they want to do in terms of his pass rushing skills, as well as his ability to cover and, you know, drop into coverage. Um, and I think they want to continue to build up that Ravens defense. Um, I think that, you know, the Ravens coaching staff and, and management might know they're not going to outscore a team like Kansas city and Patrick Mahomes. Uh, but if they can keep them to 24, 25 and put up 27, 28 a game, uh, that's the way to do it. And so I think, you know, the way to do that, you saw the bucks just, you know, won a super bowl based on off the ball linebackers um, and Zayvon, Zayvon Collins can do that for, for Baltimore here. Awesome. And then I've got, got the saints here at, at number 28 and, and Drew Brees is retired and, and what's, you know, most of the, most all indications point to, to Jameis Winston possibly being the quarterback there. And, and he's got, you know, he's got some weapons and not, not many, but a lot. And, um, why I'm just looking at wide receivers on the board here, uh, for the saints. And I think they ultimately, uh, settle. I think this is where I'll go. Uh, Elijah Moore here for the saints out of Ole Miss. Yeah. I mean, Elijah Moore is a burner. I know there's concerns about his height. Um, but you know, there's been a lot of receivers that, you know, aren't six foot two, um, that have had success and you, you, you watch Elijah Moore. Um, he's great yards after the catch. I think he would fit in Sean Payton's scheme, you know, very well. And I think he would compliment a Michael Thomas, you know, very well. They brought in, you know, a receiver last year that, you know, in free agency that didn't really work out. And I think that Elijah Moore, I think it's a good pick. So 29 Green Bay Packers, um, a lot of needs here. They could go defense. They could make Aaron Rodgers happy and finally draft a receiver in the first round, which probably won't happen. But you know what? In this case, I'm going to, I'm going to do that. I, I'm going to take uh, Diami Brown wide receiver out of UNC at pick number 29 for the Green Bay Packers. Um, I think that, you know, you saw in the playoffs, you know, the Packers have a good run game. They have a good RPO, um, but you can't, you know, win in the playoffs, throwing the ball to Devontae Adams 15 times a game. And they have some other, you know, good young receivers, but I don't think they really have that wide receiver too that can complement Devontae Adams well. And I think a burner, a vertical threat, a yards after catch threat, like Diami Brown out of UNC would 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 benefit this offense. So that's the pick, Diami Brown. So the the Packers are finally going to make Aaron Rodgers happy and not draft his heir this year. And <laughs> and did they drafted Jordan Love last year? And you know, it's it's amazing to me their their unwillingness to be able to draft a wide receiver for him. Yeah, I mean it's it's interesting. And even going back and you know the, you know during the off season, I got the chance to watch more tape on Jordan love. And, you know, surprisingly, if Jordan love was in this draft class, he would be my QB six. I would still have Mac Jones ranked ahead of Jordan love. Um, so the Packers are notorious for, you know, planning ahead. Um, I think in this case, I think that, you know, they're finally going to do something that, you know, I mean, Aaron Rodgers just won the MVP. I think that deep down inside, they know if he has another MVP year, um, you know, are you really going to trade him? I mean, what kind of PR hit, especially if love can't play. Um, I think you go all in with a receiver here. Uh, there is needs at corner, but I think you can find a good corner in round two. Um, and the receiving class is deep too. Um, so you can make the case for corner or receiver. Um, I'm just, I'm very high on Dammy Brown. And I think the Green Bay Packers should finally, you know, maybe make their MVP a little happier. Yeah, I think so too. And and I've got the Buffalo Bills here at 30. And, and when I look, 
you know, there's obviously some needs at, at linebacker and along the offensive line, and and we drafted a we drafted a lot of offensive linemen here here in the mock. So I think I'm gonna strengthen the the defensive edge a little bit and go with a a guy uh, Carlos Basham out of out of Wake Forest there at number thirty uh, for the Buffalo Bills. Excellent. So the Kansas City Chiefs at thirty one. Um, interesting scenario. I'm just looking at my, my board here. I mean, they could go tackle, they could go wide receiver. It's, it's tough. Hmm. I'm going to need a second here real quick. You know, I think they're actually going to surprise a couple of people. I think they're going to go cornerback. I think they're going to go Tyson Campbell out of Georgia. Um, I think he's a tall, lengthy corner. Um, he kind of reminds me of greedy Williams coming out of college. Um, and he's a little bit raw in certain situations, but again, I think he's another guy that has high football IQ. Um, and I think that, you know, again, Kansas city, they need help on the offensive line they need, I think they need another receiver. Um, but I have Campbell as a top five corner in this class. And I think they didn't expect him to be here. Um, so I'm going to go with Tyson Campbell corner out of Georgia. Awesome. And then the final pick of the first round is the defending Super Bowl champs, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, and they, they honestly don't have many needs. And, um, uh, you know, they, they're running it back with Tom Brady. They kept, you know, all the band together. And yeah, just don't draft a quarterback here. Don't make Brady upset. <laughs> and, uh, so with all that being said, I think that since all the, the weapons are back together and all the defense is back, I think the only, solution here would be to give Tom Brady a little bit more protection on that offensive line. And you know we drafted a lot of offensive linemen here here in the first round in this mock, but I've got Jalen Mayfield out of Michigan as the final pick of the first round to to compliment Tom Brady there on the offensive line down at Tampa Bay. And so I like Jalen Mayfield there at number 32. Yeah. I mean like I said earlier, it's a, it's a very strong um Oh yeah, offensive tackle class. And you can make a case for any one of these guys to be a first round pick, a second round pick. Um, it really depends on how teams rank them individually. Um, but you know, doing mocks is always fun with you know how we rank them. So hey, there's no doubt about that. And and we've had we've had a lot of fun here today on this mock and honestly got through them a little bit faster than I thought we would. And and thanks so much to to Corey today. And and Corey, where can people find you on social media and and what you, and uh, how they, how can they find your work there at uh, Coast to Coast Scouting and all the stuff that you do? Yeah, so you can follow me on Twitter at Corey Alex. Um, and then Coast to Coast Scouting is just coasttocoastscouting.com. Um, I have weekly player snapshots that are released every Friday, as well as some fun breaking news and updated stories and, you know, film analysis and things like that. So uh, coasttocoastscouting.com or at Corey Alex on Twitter. Well, Corey's a a great draft analyst. Make sure to give him a, a follow on social media. And we've had a lot of fun with this mock today. And and if you you know if you're if you're if you're a, a betting person and you're pay, placing bets on uh on who's getting picked where and and all that, I definitely uh I definitely come check out this mock to see uh to see who we've got going going where. So that we've we've covered a lot of team needs here. And so if you're if you're somebody that that's into that, definitely check out this mock. And if you you know, don't want to go back and listen to it again, uh, the whole episode. We are going to post the entire mock on social media, so make sure you're following uh, Crunch Time Plays there at Plays Crunch, and then follow uh, me on social media at Shotgun726, and, and make sure to follow Corey as well. And, 
And thanks so much to him. And thanks to you for listening today and checking out Crunch Time Plays. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Make sure you subscribe to the Crunch Time Plays YouTube channel. And we'll talk to you again next time right here on Crunch Time Plays. God bless everybody.